Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 9-7. Welcome back, everyone. Hello there. So where do we leave off last time, Mary? Um, The last time we were on, we talked about... Um, getting, finally getting pregnant with our first baby. And so the the hurdles and the things, PCOS and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Okay. So what, what are we talking about today? So today, in continuing on our journey, we are now pregnant. Oh. Whew. And. Okay. You mean not currently. No, 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 no. Like, don't get that twisted. Please don't let anyone send me a text message. <laughs> talking about Mary. You done told the world before you told me. <laughs> i just make just making sure. Just making sure. No, in the journey. Oh, okay. In the journey. Around about 2007. Okay. We found out we were pregnant. And... Okay. um. I, I, Taking the test was an exciting time. Mm-hmm. I remember we took the test. It was right around your birthday mm-hmm. when we finally found out. And we were super excited. And then that weekend, I had planned a birthday trip for you. Uh, and we went to... <laughs> oh, yeah. We that, went to South Carolina. That was that same year. Yep. It was that very... Like, we found out we were pregnant... I want to say it was around like the twenty second of September. So how did that? How did you feel once it came back positive and all that kind of stuff? How? What was your emotion at that moment? I was, I was, overjoyed and proud of us for sticking to the plan that we had set in place. Okay. Because remember, you know, as we talked about on the last podcast with um, the diagnosis of PCOS and infertility, it was a a concerted effort mm-hmm. to get that positive result. Mm-hmm. And um, every negative one along the way was justified the moment that thing came up. Positive. Even though we went and bought the, um, <laughs> we had the 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 lines test, and then to make sure, <laughs> oh yeah, we went and bought the the easy read one, the one that's like pregnant, not pregnant. Yeah, because the line test, you got to grab the box, and it's like one line, two lines, exactly. four lines, and if, just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we went and bought that one too, and that also came back positive. So then that started a whole new journey of things that we weren't do. Do we tell anyone aware of right away? No, we didn't. We waited until we were. I can't remember if we were eight or twelve weeks, but I know that we did wait. So eight. It was either 8 or 12. I just cannot remember. I think we waited until... That's what it was. We waited until after we could get the first ultrasound, which was 8 weeks. So that's what... I'm a little removed now. That's what? Second trimester? Third trimester? First. It's still the first. 
but we waited until that first um the first ultrasound because we remember I bought little bibs for everyone and I wrote on there um shucks I can't remember me either I remember they were all yellow because yeah. we we made the conscious choice prior to even getting pregnant that we would never find out the sex of the baby. I mean, until it came out, obviously. Right. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't want to do the whole, at 20 weeks, when you can find out, find out. We didn't want to do that. So I remember getting um, yellow no bibs. bibs. Mm-hmm. I think it might have said, um, guess guess what, or something like that on the on the bed it was something real simple and then we sent also a picture of the ultrasound that's why i know we waited until that ultrasound picture when it was just our little peanut little yum yum we called it Mm -hmm. um and we sent that to all of our family at the exact same time so no one could say we mailed it before whatever i mean the post office might have got one person to them before the other but either way they all went into the mail at the same time so they're all post Post dated the same. The same day. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we got <laughs> my oldest brother, who is now in heaven, called and uh, when he got his package. Mm-hmm. And he said, let me speak to Neil. And he said, what the age y'all been doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were kind of like, uh. He's like, what y'all been doing to have this baby? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you understand, <laughs> being that you have a couple already. Yeah. Well, see, the way this works, Lou, is you do. Uh, <laughs> but his was the funniest. The others were just, you know, ecstatic, you know, lots of, oh my gosh, crying and all. So that was pretty fun. Um, which was very different from when we got married. Oh, yeah. Since we didn't make a. An announcement and things like that. If you've listened to some of the past episodes, and we talked about how we, you know, the circumstance under which we got married, if that's the proper term, um, and how we just didn't announce it to Mm-mm. a lot of people that we were married once we had gotten married. Right. So like the baby, sh- the baby was like, oh man, this is great. Um. I do remember your dad also being like, well, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. were like, well, what do you think it means? Yeah, he was like, you sent me a bib. What's this for? Why what did you send that? this to me? What does that mean? And so then, and he was a, a very adamant proponent for us having children. Remember we went, gro- um, not grocery, Christmas shopping that one year. Oh, yeah. And we were, it was Black Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of browsing around. Because we didn't really buy a lot. Yeah, we just took him out just to, to go because we knew that he would have a good time. And we got to the toy aisle. And he just stopped there. And he and stopped he, and got mad. Well, he stopped He stopped because <laughs> he saw like a remote control truck and he stopped. And we were just like, why is he so like fixated on this remote control truck? And he just was staring at it for a minute or so and then. Finally, I was like, Dad, you you coming? We going to keep moving or what's going on? And he just looked up and looked at us and paused and looked at us for a while, like, and took this deep breath. And I was like, what's going on, Dad? And he's like, well, if y'all had some kids, I could buy some toys. That is not the tone he took with us that day. <laughs> if I could have, if y'all had some kids, I could buy some toys. Yeah. And he was hot. He was frustrated. Like, well, God, like, we, 
we want some kids too. Eventually, at the time, <laughs> at the time, that's what we told them. We'll have some kids eventually, because I guess by that time, we had been married like five, five years or so yeah, at that moment. So by that time, people had realized that we didn't, we didn't get married yeah. because we were pregnant. Right, right. And he was like. I mean, and as, as most people are, you get married, you immediately have children. But a lot of people don't know the journey that some couples have to take. That's why I'm very careful not to say things like that, because I know what it's like mm-hmm. to desire it and to be trying and it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, so but that was a funny moment, though. I had to I had to chuckle, even though we were going through some things that at that time it still was kind of funny. The it was way hilarious. <laughs> It was hilarious because it, it really showed, you know, how deep the desire to be a grandparent runs. Right. Especially you being an only. Yeah. Yeah. So he was very much anticipatory of being a, a grandpa in the best possible way. Yeah. You know, so it was one of those things. And it, and it was just it was really an interesting moment for me because, you know, you don't always know. Right. Those type of things. Like I didn't know he. I didn't know he desired it that much. Right. You know. Because he never really stated anything before no, that. No, he's real low key. It's just like, oh, y'all going to have some kids? Yeah, Dad, we'll have some eventually. But that moment, I think it was just in the toy out on Black Friday. All everything these toys, cheap. Everything cheap. <laughs> and he's just like. He's looking at this truck that's $15. And he's like, I could buy this just, right now. But who I'm going to give it to? <laughs> like, yeah, so. That was a great. That was a great moment. But. Yeah, that was quite quite comical. Mm-hmm. But but, yeah. but oh, then the uh, but then so we had found out, and it was my birthday, and then we took that trip to South Carolina, which was amazing to see. Who was it? Um, Paul Newman. <laughs> no. Who was it? Randy Newman. <laughs> I can't remember who who was there. At the grand, it was the Grand Ole Opry. Wasn't? Oh my gosh, that was hilarious! I almost want to save that for another episode. Yeah, we can say that it. whole trip was a trip. That, yeah, it was a it was a trip. That's exactly what it was yeah. with the elephants coming from the ceiling and stuff. But we'll yeah, we'll, we'll save time. that one for maybe maybe even next week. Yeah, we might double yeah. back to that. Yeah, but anyhow, so we we find out we're pregnant. And what I didn't realize is how quickly the the symptoms, I guess, what would you call it? Symptoms. The symptoms occur, like, so fast. Like... Like week what? Like, week... Week I found out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was around, like... Like the, the same day? That was around, like, the fourth... Well, there were indicators that I'd had at about that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, the missed pregnant, the missed um, period was the, okay, I'm a couple of days late. Let me go ahead and take the test. Mm-hmm. But it was around that time. You know, you get, it's it's interesting because the symptoms at first are just like if you're like PMS or having your period or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they just don't go away. It's like, oh. Not nine months of my PMS. My boobs hurt. Oh. <laughs> my hips hurt oh i'm nauseous and the thing with that nausea piece and i know that this isn't the same for everyone and it certainly wasn't the same for all three of mine but with my first wait wait what you mean it wasn't the same with all three of them so each pregnancy was different you know that i'm just saying i'm doing this for the benefit of the audience oh i got you 
Yeah, but they they all were very different. I mean, like extremely different. Um, or just degrees. Just the degrees. Degrees are the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Because, for example, with our first, I was nauseous, never threw up, but nauseous for the entire first trimester. But most Every- people would be like, morning sickness. No, 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 no. All day. Mm. Nauseous. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like, from the moment my eyes popped open until I rocked myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sick. How'd you eat? I ate. I was still hungry. That's the dumb part. It's like, <laughs> how are you hungry and nauseous at the same time? <laughs> because oh, my cravings best. didn't stop. Mm-hmm. But I was nauseous mm. the whole first trimester all day. Never not one time did I throw up, though. Mm. But that wasn't true for the other two. Mm. Okay. Um, so that, that was kind of jarring cause it's like, man, I don't feel good. And it's like, I don't feel good all day long. Mm. So that, that was, that was kind of tough. What were some of your other symptoms? Really, really, I think the big question is what were the symptoms that you didn't anticipate? What were the things that you had no idea were going to happen that completely blindsided you? The, with with your first pregnancy? Um, I read a lot. I read a lot. So I, nothing really caught me off guard because, again, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Research is what I do. So when I was in the midst of it, I guess I didn't realize, like, the headache part was going to be so impactful because I had headaches quite often. Um, when I was pregnant with our oldest and I can't remember what else. Oh, I remember when, when pregnancy got a little bit further along and (laughs) this wasn't something that I really, it could, because it wasn't something that was really talked about in the books that I read, but incontinence, you know what that is? Mm -mm. When you cannot hold your pee. And it's just like, oh my god, I can't. This is bad. (laughs) (laughs) But that that's not something that I anticipated because it was only like a side note in like one of the books that I read that it was something that could happen. But it, I mean, thankfully it was only near to the end. But that's a you know the time when you know she'd be sitting right on my bladder, Mm -hmm. and so. That was something. Was it was it particularly bad for you or just? No, not particularly bad. It just bad. happened it more just, frequently than the book said. It yeah. It, or the fact that it happened at all because no one ever talks about that part of it. Um, so that was pretty bad. And then, um, I mean, I didn't realize because I'm not like the, I'm not a very like emotional crying type of girl. I mean, I'll cry, but I'm not like drop of a dime type tears come out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, that kind of caught me off guard. The level of emotion that happened over the silliest things in retrospect. Mm -hmm. Like when we went to, like when I was at work that one time and you came to pick me up 
And I was, I really wanted a baked potato mm-hmm. from Ruby Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we get to Ruby Tuesday <laughs> and they tell me that they don't serve baked potatoes until four o'clock. And I bust out crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, oh my God. Oh yeah, I was there. I remember. And you looked at them and you said, if somebody don't go back there and cook her a potato. Get this woman a potato. Ain't nobody waiting till 4 o'clock. She crying right now. And they went and made me my potato too and they didn't even charge me for it. Mm-mm. That was a funny one. Yeah. I know, I know for me, when, when, uh, when we found out, I think the thing that got to me... The most or the thing that was the most interesting was the fact that in hindsight, I realized how much men don't talk about these things. Yeah. So I was wholly and totally unprepared for pregnancy in its entirety. Interesting. Like, because like, I'm not a reader. I don't read a bunch of books about my wife being pregnant and what to expect. Like, I saw you had that book, What, what to, to Expect. expect when you're expecting. I won't go read it. I didn't even <laughs> pretend like I was going to read it. I mean, I tried to give you tidbits here and there. Yeah. And then it was it was only a couple of things that um, really poked out to me that I did do my own research on. Because I was, for whatever reason, very early on in the pregnancy, I was worried about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. So I did do extensive research on that. Um but that you know that's post baby yeah but like thinking back you know we were were we the first to have kids in our in like our friend in group? our immediate friend group I so think. i mean my siblings of course had had children but amongst our peers i i think we were first i yeah i think so yeah so so you know that's no help right you don't have anybody in your friend group to, yeah to kind of ask questions to. And then um, I know for you too, like you just said, like even your cousins that had, had kids before us, nobody, the, the boys didn't talk about it. Yeah, the it. boys didn't talk about it, you know, and then. And then a lot of them weren't married either to their spouses. Yeah, but they still didn't talk about it, right? Yeah, but and, I'm saying in the way of you and I were together all day, every day. Yeah. They were living separately, but having a child together. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then the older men in, in the family, and this is all sides of the family, they didn't really talk about it either. Right. So, you know, it was one of those things where it was just like, hey, you need to watch out for this, or this could happen, or that. I didn't mm-hmm. get any of that heads up. So I was really winging it hardcore on that on that first go around. Well, you were winging it like Falcon from marvel because you did a really great job well i appreciate that because uh it was a couple of times that was it was hairy because i remember you know i was working at night um from like nine yeah whatever my late night hours Mm -hmm. were i knew i was getting home at like three four in the morning Mm -hmm. i think you had to be at work at like seven it was something weird like that but um you know and then so i'm at work at night you're pregnant, you know, and I was in school mm-hmm. and during the day. So it's like school at during the day, go to work at night, you're pregnant. And then, you know, you would get these cravings or emotions and you would text me 
while you're being emotional or give me a call. And it's like, oh, what do I do? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm in this conundrum all the time of what do I do? Do I take a break or do I do this to try to, you know, see what's going on? Or and then and then it was like the one night that you wanted um <laughs> that push pop. You wanted some sherbet or something. I wanted a push a Flintstones push pop. And and so mind <clears> you, <throat> I'm what, forty minutes? away from the house something like that something like that and i'm like okay push pop and it's like two in the morning three in the morning yeah you were getting off at like two and i'm like well what's open now so obviously i go to walmart they didn't have it now i'm at 7-elevens uh none of the 7-elevens i stopped at had it i'm at any 24-hour gas station looking for them I'm at CVS, Rite Aid, looking for them. And finally, I find a Sherbert Push Pop that was not Flintstones or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to just get this. And I remember getting, uh, as a backup, I got some Snicker ice cream bars, too. And mm-hmm. I was like, if this one don't work, maybe this one will catch it. And then I get home, and it just... It wasn't it. What was your reaction? Oh, poor guy. What was your reaction? I after felt I, so bad. After I drove all over the city. But again, this is that drop of a dime. I can't even begin to try to control it type of emotion. Where you give me this push pop that I mm-hmm. that you obviously had taken a while to find. Mm-hmm. Because, you you know, you told me, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to find it. And, you, you know, you were doing... The white the the right husbandly thing to do sending me little messages I haven't found it yet just leaving here I haven't found it yet, and then you come home with this push pop. That's a good disclaimer, BTW. That's a good disclaimer you just gave. <laughs> and I look at it and I'm mad. So mad. But crying. So because mad. I wanted I, like okay I did give it a chance though. You did. You opened it. I opened it. You tasted it. But it was and then. It was one of those, if anybody out there has ever had, like, a popsicle or anything from a gas station that has just been in the freezer too long. And so when I peel the paper off the top, it's got that nasty, like, (laughs) gelled up sugar. (laughs) And I'm like, what is this? This This is not it. So mad, and you were so I could see the defeat all in your face, and I was trying so hard, oops, trying so hard to not let you see that I was so upset, but I so, could not help it. So upset, and I was like, man, I literally drove all across the city to to find this one box. And I bring on, and then and then it I, wasn't a box; it was just one. And then no, I, you bought two. And then I try to console you. I was like, "Well, <clears> I, I got the, these Snickers ice cream," and you looked me in my face and was like, "But I didn't ask for Snickers ice cream." <laughs> and I was just like, "Man, nobody told me this was going to be the case." And I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like, "What the heck is wrong with you, girl?" But we did end up finding that the Walmart version of the Push Pop tasted just like the Flintstones. Yeah, but that's that was another one of those things that nobody talked about because cravings can sometimes subside. But usually for you in in with the with 
are oldest, your cravings would last until they were satisfied. True. Which was another, um, you know, exercise in in patience and understanding. Yeah. You know, because you go to bed that night, you wake up in the morning, and that's all like, you can think about, or all I, I can think about. I still want this <laughs> sherbet push pop or whatever, and it's just like it was so many. It was weird. I had such strange cravings too. The things that. I hadn't had since I was little, like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't And when we went to look for them, I told you, I don't even know if it exists. But I think Scooby-Doo had one. Because mm-hmm. I was like, Flintstones or Scooby-Doo? Mm-hmm. Um, because they had had Push Pops. And that might be the kind that you ended up bringing to one, me was the Scooby-Doo. One of those. But it's one of those things that was just really, really weird. You know, because, you know, being that we had lived and had been married, you know, three plus years by that point. You know, I kind of knew what to expect. Yeah, we were on, on, six years in at that point. Yeah, so your cycles and, you know, when you start PMSing and your period and all that kind of stuff, I at least knew what to expect. I knew the degrees mm-hmm. of fluctuation, right? So it's just like, you know, for for you to get pregnant and it be so extreme, you know, it's just like, oh, man, this is a whole new readjustment, yeah. right? I know it was jarring for me, so I'm sure it was jarring for you, too. Yeah, and then, and then, like I said, the craving, like, if we didn't find it for a week, you would talk about it every day for a week. Like, I really want this, and I really want this really bad. And yep. it's just like, well, we've been going to every store. Every time I leave school or work, I'm stopping by, the, you know, these stores on the way home trying to find it in rush hour traffic. Yep. And it's just like, we just haven't found it yet. And then on the weekends, we would go hunt yep. for these things, too. So it was definitely um, an exercise in, in some patience. And and uh, it was one of those things that, like I said, I was completely unprepared for as a as a new father and, you know, uh, a spouse because it was it was so extreme. And then and then, you know, it was a lot of times that I had to remind myself that it is hormones and all that kind of stuff to not take it personally you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like nope this she has a whole human growing inside of her body she's not upset about i don't know me leaving socks in the floor it's not that's not what's upset it's all of these things going on yeah and and it's like so. I mean, do you think I was mean? No, you never. You never got to mean. Because I tried to be really conscious about not being like spiteful or mean or anything like that. But like I said, I couldn't control. Yeah. yeah. Like the the desires for things. And, no, no, you never. You never got to mean. You did. You just got your your temperament just got short. Like, yeah. You got really short tempered. Like oh. I asked you to pick this up. I blinked and you didn't pick it up. Why didn't you pick it up? Right. And it's like, mm, that's that was really short because you, you just blinked twice. But to say that would just make you more frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and it was then one of those type things. Just sitting here now thinking too, a lot of it was because I, <clears throat> at the time, was in the classroom teaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It takes a certain level of, I have to be aware of, of my reactions to these babies in this classroom, mm-hmm. you know. What grade would you teach in there? Fourth. Mm-hmm. And that class was a pistol of a class. Like, 
I remember I'm not gonna call any names, although they're all my babies, and they all if they if they listen at all, they know if they had me while they were while I was pregnant because mm-hmm. all of them now are I think they turned twenty this year twenty one. Oh, nice. Um, and a few of them uh, follow on social media and things like that. So, um, way to influence productive citizens. I know, right? And lots of them are doing really great things too. But um, I just remember, like, there was a couple in that class that I would just whew, it would take everything in me because my temper was short. So and short. I've never had a short temper like that. Mm-mm. But I remember a couple of times being like, you know what? I really cannot do this to <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I would come home and then that stuff would still be on me because there's certain things you just can't, you know, you're a classroom teacher. You can't just be firing off and and fussing people out just just off of a drop of a dime. So that was that was tough, too. And we didn't have um, two vehicles at that time. Right. So it was like you didn't even get the alone time in traffic to try to decompress right. because you come out the building and I'm waiting to pick you up yep. and then, and then we're in traffic to... together. Yeah, and then we're in traffic. We're it's in like traffic. can I just get home, please? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, pregnant with with Amari was when that time that I because <laughs> we lived on one side of the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel mm-hmm. and worked on the other. Good old Herbert. And we literally were only twelve miles away from my school. And but this particular day you weren't going to work. Mm-hmm. I don't, or you weren't going to school. Maybe it was a Friday because you didn't go to school on Fridays. Yeah. And um, I remember leaving for work literally 12 miles. Most days it take maybe 20 minutes. For whatever reason that I don't right now remember, the HRBT mm-hmm. was jacked up. And, you know, me trying, me knowing the city pretty well, I'm trying to go around. I'm 25, 30 minutes into the ride. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't expect, that's another thing I didn't expect to, because, you know, you hear, oh, you, you'll be, you have to go more often. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to go more often and it's like, you have to go. It's not like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom and you can wait a few minutes. No, 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 no. It's, oh my gosh. I now have to go, but I need to go right now. Oh, so it's not it's not the slow buildup that you're used no, to as an adult. It's, it's the, the woo. If I don't go, <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Is that where the what you call it incontinence come in? Well, that didn't happen until later. Okay, but I guess because usually I could just make my way, but the incontinence came in like I just I don't even feel like I have to go, and I'm like, why am I going to the back? <laughs> Why am I suddenly warm and wet? Wait, hold up. But I, it was. It may have been a little more than that. I said 30 minutes. It might have been about 45 minutes. And I'm now sitting on, I can't remember the name of the road, but I'm on the other side of the HRBT trying to bypass the traffic, but everybody else is trying to do that too. Oh, so you're going like Ocean View Way or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Ocean View. I mean the Hampton side. So you remember on that one road where there was a farm fresh on the right? Mm-hmm. I'm right there. I had oh. to hurry. I had to like pull into the farm fresh, mm-hmm. beg to use the bathroom, go to the bathroom and come on out and get back into the traffic. And I ended up like whatever it was was major at the tunnel because mm-hmm. I ended up 
having to call work because I was always super early to work. And that's the other thing. Like I never left late. I always left really early because I like to get to work very early. Mm-hmm. And I got there like right as the kids were coming into the classroom. I had sat in traffic for two hours that morning mm. just to try to get there to drive 12 miles. Insanity. Crazy. Insanity. But doubly insane when you are pregnant and you have to go to the bathroom. And your temper short. And your temper short. <laughs> so now I'm sitting in traffic. Now I'm mad. I'm mad. And I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm about to be late for work and can't even get there to prepare for the kids. So then they walking in looking at me like, oh, we walking in at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm unlocking the door and they waiting for me. Mm. It was a mess. It's like if I was a teacher. <laughs> Luckily, I, you know, prepared a little bit before I left the previous day, but it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I don't know, you, you're a special breed to birth children because, like I said, the whole the whole thing was just, I'm learning as we go and I'm taking it. At, at, I think in the later, by the time you got to your third trimester, mm-hmm. I think by that point, not, not that I hit a groove. But I started, I was better mentally prepared for whatever would happen. Like, oh, okay, if this happens, I just need to do this. Or, and it it became like a, uh, almost like a thought, a preconceived thought process of when she wakes up or she needs this thing, you know, how do I, not necessarily de-escalate, but how do I, anticipate yeah anticipate and especially you know i guess your second trimester is when you start showing yeah and second trimester is kind of cakey like once you get past like the 12 week mark and you know that's one of those things i had read and i was like that, i don't even know how that would why that happens that way but mm-hmm. it legit did mm-hmm. and second trimester I wasn't as nauseous every now and then, but it was really dependent upon what was in the environment. It wasn't just because. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, you start showing a bit. You start to really feel pregnant because the first trimester, you really, you feel it, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. But by the second one, you can see it, too. That's when buying clothes and all that comes in, which is a whole nother racket. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and I, I think by the time we get to the second trimester, you're your temperament one thing i can say is that your temperament didn't change like the short fuse that you had you had but at least it was consistently short it wasn't like short some days and then Mm -hmm. you had all this patient other days it was consistently short and then i actually felt justified when i realized it was consistently short with everyone right you know what i'm saying because then i was like oh okay this is not uh you know, sometimes, you know, when you're dealing with a, a thing, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like, oh, this is just happening to me. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, when I saw other interactions you had and I was like, nope, that's that same, that's that same short temperament. Whether it's, uh, let me finish this conversation quicker than it normally would have run its course or, oh, I'm going to just, I need to do this now. And there's a, a quick, a swift exit. I'm like, oh, okay. It's still there. It's just manifesting different in these environments. So right. that actually made me feel a lot better. That's funny. And then uh, when when you started showing, it was just, it just became, for me, it just became an exercise in 
patience. Yeah. Like for me, just to say, to to try to take a step back. And I did this one day when I got stuck on the way from work. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there was an accident in the tunnel and I was stuck on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the one the one night I decided to take that way home and I'm stuck on the bridge. And, and remember I told you about it. We were stuck. We were sitting there. And we sat there so long that people started getting yeah, out their getting cars. Out their vehicles. And a guy had like a grill on the back of his truck, like he a tailgater. He started grilling. We were just out there for hours. Yeah, it was. I remember that. Um, but it was like some serious accident in the tunnel. And I know we were out there every bit three, four hours because I got home and was like, but again, it was a, a Thursday. So it was like no big deal because I don't even have class on mm-hmm. Friday. But um, yeah, it was one of those type of situations where. It was some late night thing because, you know, they were always working on the tunnel or the bridge. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, taking a step back and trying to understand what's happening at the, at the you know, 10,000 foot level. Mm-hmm. And then pull, peeling that back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not thinking about necessarily the hard science of it, mm-hmm. but more of the the simple level of what's going on. This person has another person mm-hmm. that is developing inside of their body that at some point their body has to be prepared to release into the universe. And now we have another human. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And when I was able to, you know, put it into that kind of simplistic you know, multi-step process, I was able to take a step back and say, so what I need to do is, you know, increase my woosaw sessions when I'm alone so that way I can approach our interactions with with more patience. Not necessarily more empathy, you know, because I think it's hard to empathize with something that not only can you not conceive, but it's literally impossible for you to ever really experience. So I think that gave me a lot of a lot of patience. So your temperament got shorter, but my patience got longer. longer. So then it would balance out right. because you could be upset and I could say, "Oh, I can let I can let her just have her moment or I can go see if there's something I can do and then just be open and willing to do whatever that thing was. Right. Like, oh, I just really want this thing. Well, I'll go to the store right now and get it. Yeah. Kind of regardless of what else was going on. And I think I think what it did was it it, it helped me too because at that point it's back to, you know, my thoughts on provision. Right. You know, I'm I'm like, oh, okay. I feel comfortable with this because I'm back to providing this thing for her providing this environment right allowing providing her, that space yeah to, to just it's okay to just sit with your pants undone because your your stomach's getting bigger your pants undone you're sitting in your rocker glider and you just don't want to move well you don't have to i'll cook dinner or i'll go get this thing that you're craving and you just mm-hmm. sit there and be okay with just being there just be okay with just sitting and being yeah and so, so that was that was a really interesting thing. It, I mean, it did take the pretty much that first trimester to to figure all that out because that first trimester it was a couple of times I felt really beat up at the end of the day between sure. work, school, and the cravings. Plus, you know, you being nauseous and it's like, 
oh, there's nothing I can do about this nausea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which then doesn't make you, that don't make anybody happy to be mm -hmm. nauseous all day. All so, day. It's, so it's just like, it was it was a lot in that first thing. So, you know, anybody who's, you know, have a significant other that's going through their first trimester, as a, as a man talking to other men, it can be tough. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you don't necessarily muscle through it. You just got to remember the amazing thing that's happening right. and, 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 and give that, give that patience on something that you can't conceive. Right. That's a, that's a good tidbit there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And no, no pun intended on using the word conceive. <laughs> yep. So just the pregnancy overall, it just, it, it presents itself as it's amazing, like completely and utterly amazing that everything that happens and everything that you go through and ever and all. And at the same time, it's jarring, like. It's something that you can't fathom until you until you're literally in the midst of it. And I think that's true for you as a husband too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you really can't mm -mm. understand everything that's going to happen, mm -mm. the way you're gonna feel, um, the different emotions you go through, the roller coaster, the the cravings, the aches, the pains, the and here's another weird one. I had like my wrists were in pain mm -hmm. you know like your joints get looser but the hormones don't necessarily know how to say only the hips get looser so i became and granted your your center of gravity is off a little bit and i was i've always been just a tad bit clumsy but when your center of gravity is off because of the baby being in the front you get a little more clumsy but then the fact that your joints get a little bit looser too mm -hmm. and that just adds to the the clumsiness so i do remember being quite clumsy i, I remember the clearance problem too oh and my your, gosh yeah you're and, trying to make that turn yeah in your third <laughs> trimester that was always a, a marvel to watch because you just like i'm moving and and especially we lived in a smaller space at yeah. the time too so i remember a couple of times you would get up from the table and go to turn and just push the ketchup bottle smooth off the table. I, I had so many like food up under my belly, like from getting up at the table, yeah. not realizing mm -hmm. that I didn't scrape the daggone plate. food. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or just don't hit the plate or something like that. So yeah, that was that was that was fun. But I remember too um, when you when we first got the positive. I remember us joking about cravings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Even over the course of our relationship. Like, oh, yeah, when we decide to have kids, it's going to be funny because, you know, you'll have your cravings, X, Y, and Z. And then when they hit, it was, I was like, that won't, that's not funny at all. Right. <laughs> Nothing about this is is funny and then at I'm, this moment. Seriously, like, I would finish crying and then be like, you literally just cry over a baked potato, over ice cream. Like, girl, get it together. I mean, I used to think it, but I, I dare not say it. <laughs> I used to be like, oh, she's really going to stand here and cry in Ruby Tuesdays. And, you know, myself would jump out of myself, look at myself and say, hey, 
you better not crack your lips to say nothing. <laughs> don't you say don't nothing. Even, don't pretend. Don't blink too hard like you thinking it. Because she's already upset. So I was definitely like, I, I thought it a couple of times. And, and even with the Sherbert incident, you know, Sherbert, Sherbert 07, we'll never forget. Yeah. But even with that, it was like, man, she really wanted this very specific one. Like, like is it the molecular structure is different? Like, how does she know? Isn't <laughs> all Sherbert all the same? Legit, Neil Richard, I'm sorry whatever name you want to go by today (laughs) all of my cravings were stuff that i hadn't had since i was little like every single craving that i had was all stuff from like 1988 like like everything that i craved but getting into the third trimester second trimester again was cakey like oh this is great you still kind of not showing but you are a little bit but by the time you get to that third one and you really are showing, and like I said, that's when that center of gravity becomes a problem. You're hitting stuff with your belly and you can't sleep. Like sleep became the big thing in the third trimester. I remember getting that snoop, snoogle, what's it called snoogle? That giant pillow that looked yeah. like a cinnamon bun. And when you unroll it, you kind of put it between your legs because it hurt to lay on your le- back. I mean, you couldn't lay on your back. You can lay on your belly. Mm -hmm. So you have to lay on your side. But then when you lay on your side, like your pelvis just hurts so bad. And so you bought me that pillow, which helped tremendously because you could put, you unroll it and you could sleep on part of it. And you put the other part between your legs because if you sleep on your side without that pillow or without any kind of pillow, your pelvis hurts so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now because when the... When it's completely unrolled, it's like a, a weird C, yeah. letter C, because it had the hook at the top yeah. and the bottom. I've recommended that pillow to every pregnant woman that gets to that point where they can't sleep well. Because if it weren't for that pillow, I wouldn't have gotten any sleep. Yeah, because I remember you would put it on like your right shoulder. If you laying on your right side, you would put it under your neck, yep. on your right shoulder. And it would come down under your belly. Yep. And then, and then between your legs. Yep. Yeah. I remember that pillow. It was the best. And I remember the best. And I remember before we had it too, when you were like, maybe if I can prop up my stomach, my hips wouldn't hurt, and you would tuck a pillow, just one of yep. the bed pillows under your stomach. And I tried a body a pillow. Yep. And that, that didn't, didn't work, work as well. Mm-mm. And then when I saw that, I said, I'm buying it. And it wasn't cheap, Mm-mm. but it was worth every dime that we paid for that pillow. Mm-hmm. Because it, it literally hurts, like, to try to go to sleep. And I would try to go to sleep sitting up, but you don't really rest. And so then I, once we got that pillow and I could lay that thing up under that belly <laughs> and get some extra support. And then between my legs, because my hips were hurting so bad. Because mm-hmm. that hip pain that I still deal with today from babies is mm-hmm. no joke. That's that's an interesting topic. I, I, I hadn't thought about that one. We might have to talk about that one some other time the lasting effects yeah what happens like not necessarily after pregnancy because you know everyone knows after pregnancy you you're now rearing this child mm-hmm. to be a productive citizen but what are the physiological effects on you after pregnancy because that's that's another thing that i was not prepared for yeah as a husband uh you know one you know going to the birth, which was interesting, 
you know, even the third time was just as interesting as the first. And then, you know, all of the things after that for you. Because mm-hmm. then you got an infant plus, you know, your your things going on. You know, where a lot of times, you know, just hearing people talk and what you've seen is like, oh, pregnancy, baby born, you're off to... Yeah you know, raising this child, but they, they leave out the seven, seven weeks, eight weeks, you know, of recovery time. Yep. And, you know, and I can imagine that is either shorter or longer for, um, mothers that get C-section. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's, that's what I really want to hear you talk about is that natural birth. Yeah. So we'll just stop right here for today and finish up the conversation next week. Awesome. So again, remember to share tweet like comment comment like subscribe and subscribe on your podcasting platform platform of choice choice. and you can check out our instagram page 97 podcast on instagram thanks everyone thanks guys bye